0: The podcast with everything paranormal is the two 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 paranormal podcast, starring your host, the man of the hour, the tower of power, Joe Short. Real applause. Emmy. <laughs> Shoddy. Welcome, Joe. Morning. Afternoon. Yeah. Good night. Good evening. Au revoir. <laughs> Hola. So
1: Happy. what is going on with your life?
0: Oh well. As we're taping today, I look like a um, giant stuffed, overstuffed ravioli right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's the day after Thanksgiving and I'm so (laughs) chubby. No, just um, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I want some sleep. You know, it's like I feel like I'm going 150 miles an hour every single day. But Joseph Dean. Yeah. What's going on? Nothing. What's going on with you? Nothing. How you been? Nothing. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm supposed to go back to work on mm. Monday, but I don't have a note from the doctor yet. So I can't go back Monday. I got to call them on Monday and okay. very sternly tell them to write the damn note so I can go to work.
0: So somebody told me this one time. They say, say what you mean, mean what you say, uh-huh. but don't say it mean. <laughs> well, it's to the point
1: where... <laughs> I got to start being a little more assertive, assertive, yes.
0: Yes. Well, that's good. I read something that, or actually, I didn't read it. I was watching a YouTube video today, or listening to it, actually, at work. And the prediction, it was like the tarot reading for Mm -hmm. Pisces for December, And it was saying that something very weird is about to come in my life. Okay. And it said that be wary of looking out of your peripheral vision. They said there may be something that shows up in your house or you may see something out of the corner of your eye. So I thought that was really interesting Mm. because that happens all the time in my house, right? Like every time I'm sitting on the love seat, I feel like something's peeking around the corner. And all I see is just out of the peripheral is just a little sliver of like blackness, Mm -hmm. like peeking around the corner. And every time I try to look, I I can't see. So I'm thinking what I'm going to do. Next time I'm sitting there, I'm going to take my phone. You know how sometimes like uh-huh. when I'm in the studio and I like grab my phone and start yeah. filming because I feel like something's watching us? Um, I'm going to do that. And I'll see if I capture anything
1: yeah. I think weird. You could take my camera home and run the camera away. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Maybe I will do that.
1: And then...
0: It has night vision, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: And then you can upload that video to YouTube and have people watch you sit on the couch and watch TV. <laughs>
0: That's good. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, why not? Everybody else is making money doing it, right? Why why shouldn't we jump on the bandwagon? Yeah.
1: So I ran across this topic, and it was kind of interesting. It was about the Rhode Island vampire scare.
0: Boom, boom, boom. Yeah.
1: So I did a little digging, and I found this story about what happened. So I figured we would talk about vampires.
0: We haven't talked about vampires in a long time. Not in a while, no. I know.
1: I think. Wasn't uh, Jonathan Wise our last vampire we had on the show?
0: So, did you know nine out of ten vampires prefer to use Twitter over Instagram? Really, I didn't know that. I just made that up. Oh, Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a Twitter account, but I never use it. I need to use it. I need to start tweeting there, kid. And I keep, you know, they keep saying they keep saying you got to get on Instagram. Well, I look at Instagram. I don't understand it.
0: It's just, it's just pictures it's just pictures that's it i don't understand it
1: <laughs> i'm old i'm firing up my myspace account and oh going lottie, I you're went old on, as a vampire i went on myspace and i couldn't even figure out how to do it it's been so long
0: <laughs> i haven't logged in in like probably 15 or 20 years oh my god i can't even because imagine. you know
1: we only do myspace at night because vampires only do myspace that's right yeah
0: That's right. Sunlight repels them.
1: And did you know that there is actual vampires in New Orleans Mm -hmm. that actually suck blood?
0: It's a whole subculture. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I saw a documentary one time about it. And people live their lives. They do like their normal work Mm -hmm. and and things, but they live this whole subculture vampire subculture some people keep it under wraps because yeah. they don't want that's like, what the one i
1: was watching did
0: professional colleagues to know <laughs> they
1: keep it under wraps but he made a youtube video i know
0: it. right like okay oh <laughs> but um yeah it, it's um kind of interesting and there's like a big they call them covens right yeah. so there's one in like new york los angeles new orleans i think berlin has a really big one hmm. Uh, but I'm sure you can find them all over. Yeah. You know, I don't think you're going to find them, you know, here in Toledo or anything.
1: Never know. <laughs> I mean, I never looked into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do some research. Yeah. Get your fangs out, Joe, your and your cape. <laughs> your, so, your satin cape. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about this case,
1: though. Okay, so there was a guy named Studley. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is his real name. Studley Tillegast? I believe his last name is. But anyhow, he had a dream one night that he was looking out into his apple orchard. And as he was looking at the apple orchard, all the trees started to turn black and die as they came towards him. And the dream ended up being where the whole orchard turned black. Mm -hmm. And he woke up. Of course, he woke up in a panic. But the weird thing is, days later, his 22-year-old daughter, Sarah, died of tuberculosis. She got what they call, I believe they call it running tuberculosis, a real quick onset. Oh, okay. So basically, she was perfectly healthy, and within a couple days after this dream, she got tuberculosis and died. As time went on, one of his daughters claimed that Sarah, who passed away, came back at night and was sitting on her chest, and that caused her to not be able to breathe. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other family members also said that they kept having dreams where Sarah came back and visited them. Eventually, six of his daughters passed away of tuberculosis. Now, back then, they really didn't know what tuberculosis was. So we'll get into that later on in the story. So after six of his, I believe, 14 daughters oh my God. died of tuberculosis, he ended up deciding to exhume their bodies to find out which one of them was a vampire because they believed that he was, they were being attacked by vampires and dying. Mm-hmm. So he dug up all the bodies and he found out that all the daughters had normal signs of decomposition except for Sarah. Sarah showed signs of their nails growing, her hair growing. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing was there was fresh blood in her body. So he cut out her heart and he said the heart was full of flesh blood So he ended up actually taking the heart out and putting it on a rock and burning it.
0: Oh, my gross. And then
1: reburied her body. And the family is actually buried in a cemetery in Rhode Island called Rhode Island Cemetery Number 14 in Exeter, Rhode Island. So you can actually go and see their graves. Oh, cool. And the only grave that is missing is Sarah's because they took the gravestone and everything away. Really? Believing that she was the vampire that was killing the rest of the family. Okay. So the New England Vampire Scare actually was between 1799 and the late 1800s. This was brought on from the belief that people were dying of vampirism, but they actually were dying of tuberculosis. And they figured out that the cure for tuberculosis was to kill a vampire. (laughs) So basically... How This is how it all really started. It was with him, but back 100 years before that or so, in 1720, there was a guy named Arnold Palmway. He was a farmer from Serbia. Mm -hmm. He believes that during his military time, he was bitten by a vampire. So to cure his vampirism, he actually ate the dirt from a vampire's grave and also smeared blood all over himself. He believed that that was a way that he can get away from becoming turning into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And the people in the town, mm-hmm. they saw this as him being a vampire because he was covered in blood mm-hmm. and you know eating dirt <laughs> from a, a grave. He was eventually killed in a farming accident and after he was killed, many people claimed that he came and visited them at night and stood on their chest. And in the same cases People that claim that later died of tuberculosis.
0: That is weird. Okay.
1: So his body was exhumed and it showed no signs of decay. And there was still fresh blood in his heart and organs. Wow. So the people that exhumed his body staked him through the heart, decapitated him and burned his body Oh my god! to get rid of the vampire. And a few years later though, now this, this is, The bizarre part starts. (laughs) Okay. A few years later, people in the town started dying again. This led to more studies on how the people were dying, and it was determined that it was caused by vampire cows. (laughs) Moo. Okay. (laughs) Moo. Vampiric cows. (laughs) Moo. So what happened was they claimed that before Arnold died, he actually bit and sucked the blood out of the cows instead of trying to suck blood out of people because then he would be shown as a vampire. Okay. Which didn't help him anyways, because he died and they staked him anyways. So what they say is when he bit the cows, the cows became vampires themselves. And then the people ate the the meat from the cows, which caused them to die Mm -hmm. because of vampirism. A hundred years later, there was a family called the Brown family in the same area that was stricken by vampirism in 1883, the Brown family started dying off of tuberculosis, but they believed it was vampirism. Eventually, he was forced, Mr. Brown, to exhume their bodies also. And he found that his one daughter, Mercy Brown, actually showed no signs of decomposition. Same thing, her hair was growing. Her body was full of fresh blood. And the same thing, when they cut her heart out, it was full of fresh blood. They put it on a rock and burned it.
0: Oh gosh, and you wonder like, what were the conditions, right? Like, mm-hmm. was it winter, and like, or you know, like, was the coffin just really sealed really well, or yeah. what were the factors that went into the fact that the body hadn't decomposed? Had go,
1: was, yeah, and I believe it was the big thing is is probably a winter time, and yeah, yeah,
0: well, possible.
1: So that was the New England scare, and this led to. New Englanders who were dying because of vampirism, not believing that it was actually tuberculosis that was killing them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it ended up, like I said, the cure for tuberculosis was to kill a vampire. So a lot of New Englanders would end up digging up fresh corpses and actually staking them to the heart and cutting off their heads to cure tuberculosis. Now, the Brown family is an interesting case study because this story of Mercy Brown the daughter actually got into people's minds. And a few writers actually thought of this, which one of the writers was Bran Stroker who wrote Dracula. Okay. And in the movie and the story Dracula, one of the female characters was Mercy Brown who was bit by a vampire and wasted away just like people with tuberculosis. But in the films and in the story, she was constantly ate on by the vampire. Okay. There was also HP Lovecraft wrote a book called The Shunned House and that was a story of the Brown family also, which led to mainly all the stories we hear of vampires right now. Mm-hmm. Even More, up modern days. Yeah, stuff. even up to all the movies and you know, True Blood and all those yeah. films. But, you know, you got to think about what tuberculosis looked like. The people would Constantly cough up blood, they lose weight.
0: Their skin would be pale. Yeah, the
1: weakness, the fever, night sweats, coloring of the skin, rashes. But the main thing was they would cough up blood, which turned black because Mm -hmm. you know even as medical stuff, if lots of times if somebody's throwing up blood, it will look like coffee grounds. Oh, really? Because it mixes with your stomach acids. Oh, okay. You know, if you have Mm -hmm. a GI bleed, but you think about what they thought the cure for tuberculosis was, was to put the people outside. And that's, you know, like, what is that? Waverly Hills. And that they would roll the people outside. So I added this. I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, they believed that the cure was the open air. And I feel that this would cause the flies and mosquitoes to infest the bodies because they're out in the open and they're already sick, Mm -hmm. which also led to belief of vampirism because the appearance... Of having the flesh rotting away, you know, and I believe that's what started a lot of the stories of vampirism.
0: I believe this, so. and you know, everything was so scary, you know, like back in the early days of the con our country, you know, it, you have people frightened mm-hmm. by everything because you're, there's things that go bump in the night. You don't know. Anything about medicine? Well, I won't say anything, but you know, you didn't have knowledge of where these diseases came from. Mm -hmm. I could totally see that, you know. And then you have this hype of everybody accusing everybody of, you know, witchcraft witchcraft, or right? Like you wanted to get their farm field or something, and they wouldn't sell it to you. And then you just say, "Well, you're a crazy vampire." Yeah. Throw them away. (laughs) Stake (laughs) them through the heart. Stake them through. But how gross is that? Like people would just dig up bodies and then tear them apart and burn them and it's like we have we had some really weird beginnings to this country oh i know
1: <laughs> and what's really odd though and if we ever do make it up there because i'd love to go up to that part of the country
2: yeah for sure
1: if we ever do make it up there mm-hmm. i'd like to try to find this cemetery
0: yeah and gonna.
1: actually see the stones because the stones are still there it's in exeter rhode island
0: i would love to go to rhode island mm-hmm. it's absolutely beautiful and um, they have a giant casino there. Oh really <laughs> yeah, Foxwoods. Um, <laughs> so it's not just the United States that has legends and lores of vampires. I found some other um, countries if you want to hear about that yeah. now. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: i also found some strange vampires from around the world.
0: Um, so the first one I fa- found is called the it's um, called Zhangxi. So, this is a Chinese vampire zombie kind of mix. And the name literally translates to stiff corpse. Oh. <laughs> and it's said to be a horrific creature that usually hops along. And when it comes across a victim, it will suck the life force out of them. And it has a few different names. It goes by like Chang-shi or Kangxi or Zhenxi, but mostly it's Zhangxi, which I. I think I said correctly. But they said that they're created when a person's soul fails to leave the deceased person's body. So it's usually they it's kind of they compare it to a vampire but they also compare it to like a zombie. They said it's usually a mindless creature with no independent thought. It usually has greenish white furry skin and it's derived from fungus or mold that would grow on a corpse. Oh, okay. Um, It's said to be raised by a necromancer or when the soul of a dead man cannot leave its bodies due to reasons in life. They were uh, maybe a horrible troublemaker or they committed suicide, but the body looks different. Um, due to how they were raised. If they were raised soon after death, their appearance almost looks normal and human, but if they have decomposed for some time, they can look very ghastly and, and horrific. They're described as pale white in color with green furry hair, moss, or mold growing on their flesh. They have white, messy hair on top of their heads, and they're said to have extremely long tongues and black sharp fingernails as they um, walk with their arms outstretched. Huh. so if you run into one of those, run away. But this one, these ones were interesting. So this is um, the vampires of India. So in you know our culture, it's always these vampires are just like you know very always rich and well dressed, yeah. and they own nightclubs and they suck blood but um these are more of like going back to like it's mythology and folklore of India so there's one that's called the vetala and it's comes from the stories of, of Vikram and Betal which is, was written in the 11th century and it holds a much deeper and disturbing history so per this mythology this Vitalia was considered to be one of the Uh, creatures that would take possession of a corpse in a cemetery and then it would haunt the neighboring villages and its people and they never really die um, kind of like a vampire it's said to cause all kinds of horrific horrific incidences like the murder of children and miscarriages and they are stuck in what they call like a twilight zone so they are between life and afterlife they're not really dead, nor they're 100% alive. So, and they kind of resemble what the modern vampire kind of looks like today. Um, there's another one called the Rakasha. I hope I'm saying that, right? It's supposed to be the most scariest being existing in Hindu mythology. So, it was believed to be like a demon of sorts. They could shapeshift into being, you know, anything from animals to monsters And then the female version of that could turn themselves into a very attractive woman to lure men. And then much like vampires, they are dispelled by direct sunlight and they thrive in the darkness. Um, They're believed to wander around cemeteries at night and cause evil activities to take place. So they were said to have roots as a ten-headed creature the Ramayana, um but um that was just part of the folklore i believe oh here's one okay so this is uh, two names for this type of vampire in, in indian culture it's the pay makalir and pay and so one was a female one was a male and they would always feast on human bodies now they were known for downing the blood in everybody that they could get their hands on right And um, they would perform a ritualistic dance on the corpse. So they were known to be around battlegrounds and war, wars or wartime. Um, They were considered angels of mercy, and they would end the misery of soldiers that were close to death and... um, Keep them from suffering agonizing pain. So, hmm. you know, you heard that too. Like I've heard
1: of that before.
0: In battlefields, like mm-hmm. the Civil War, there was claims to be like, you know. Soul collectors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've, did, did we do something about a nurse that showed up or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, the last one is, um, this is called the Pishkana, Pishkancha, something like that um they are said to have red bulging eyes sort of like the more modern looking vampires you know they claim to have red eyes they are creatures from the hindu mythology that are nocturnal and hunt cremation grounds during the night so they're believed to have the power of shape-shifting and also can become invisible so apparently they could possess humans and drive them insane With Sunlight as the opposing force, they were close to um, your modern type of vampires. You know, they love darkness, and they want blood, and they have, like, an overall appearance of a vampire doppelganger. Um, They're known to be charming, too, so interesting that uh you know these these are old cultures and you know it's just not modern folklore yeah. this is like deep rooted in their in their culture
1: years many many years before the the new england scare mm-hmm. you know like back in the 14 and 1500s yeah. or even earlier than that yeah um i did find accounts of vampires li- listed in the bible so even really? back then they were talking about vampires but i don't understand you know it might be They might be saying vampires, but being maybe soul collectors Mm -hmm. or something like that, because really a vampire is anything that, you know, our modern version is it sucks blood, but it could be anything to, you know, be, suck the life out of you.
0: Sure. Energy vampires, Mm -hmm. right? I I think we knew some of those.
1: (laughs) So I went online and I did not write down this website. I'm sorry, but I found some interesting vampires from around the world. Oh, cool. And I, uh want to share them with you.
0: Yeah, come on, tell me. So
1: the first one is the, I believe it's pronounced the Braha Mashura, is a classic vampire and likes to drink the blood. However, this is where the similarities end. Rather than taking all the blood at once, it drains the victim's blood carefully into a skull to sip and leisure on the blood later in the day. If that isn't bad enough... It also removes your brain, which apparently is a delicacy for it. Oh, gross. So not only does it suck your blood and drink it out of a, an old blah, skull, blah, blah. it eats your brain. So that could be close to what you were saying with the vampire one. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop there. Do tell. It also is a bit of a show-off and likes to display the murderous ways as grotesquely as possible. By wrapping the victim's intestines around its entire body, sadly, this vampire isn't satisfied with just one person. It has a huge appetite and likes to devour several people at one time before it calls it a night.
0: All right, so here's one. Um, this is uh, interesting. It's called the Layak. And this vampiric-cult creature comes from the island of Bali. Now, we all know Bali is just, like, beautiful, like, sandy beaches and atolls and, you know, tropical nation. But there's nothing attractive about this beast at all. So it consists of a flying head (laughs) with body organs hanging off of its severed neck. And the face has bulging eyes, tusks, straggly black hair, and a very abnormally long tongue. It sounds like your last girlfriend, Joe. Yeah. Um, rather than relying on its fangs, it puts its natural tongue to use, sucking the blood out of um, fetuses or newborn babies. And if they can't get their hands in a baby, then they'll make do with corpses from the like local graveyard. So um, it's said to be a shapeshifter and has... The power to appear like an ordinary human or a flying pig. And that is the layak.
1: A flying pig. A flying pig. So it's a skull with guts hanging out of it that turns into a human or a flying pig.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs)
1: Gross. Uh, This one here is a Caribbean vampire who looks like a perfectly innocent old woman when the sun comes up. But at night, the creature shows its true colors by shedding its skin and emerging as a fireball. This nasty ball of light can, can sneak through even the smallest of cracks and crevices and sneak into your home where it gets to work sucking your blood. blood. So after turns into a ball of light, sneaks into the house, the victims are sucked of their blood. But she doesn't suck all their blood out. But their victims, by having no blood in them, turn very pale. And when they sit up in the morning, the family feels that they turned into vampires themselves And are killed as being vampires. Oh my gosh. So that is the Caribbean vampire lure of the old woman.
0: Okay. Let's see. This one is called the Asabana Psalm. Don't ask me to repeat (laughs) that because I won't. So, you know, it says imagine being a vampire is bad enough. Now imagine a vampire with a creepy iron hooks instead of feet.
1: Instead of feet?
0: Yes. So this vampire lurks in the forests of Ghana and um, hangs from tree branches waiting for unwary victims to pass by. Once it spots you, it drives its hooks into your shoulders and then lifts you into the tree and then eats you. Now, this creature isn't too fussy when it comes to meals. Um, If it can't get a hold of a, a delicious human... Um, it will be more than happy with animals and for some random reason it likes to eat the thumbs first. Okay. And who knows, maybe that's just a little appetizer chomp chomp on your thumbs. It almost sounds like, um, you know, maybe I don't say like a thunderbird, but almost maybe something like a um prehistoric type yeah. creature more than a vampire hmm. you know i mean if it has talons big enough to like grab you by the shoulder and lift you up yeah who knows I Maybe mean, it's a paradactyl.
1: peridactyl a vampire va- a, a vampiridactyl
0: yeah <laughs> go ahead Joe.
1: okay so this one's called the pentacle all right it says hey who needs a whole body when you can suck the blood of your victims using just your head so this is the philosophy of the malaysian pentagon a seemingly attractive female who removes her head and lets it fly out into the night draining the blood of her victims interestingly some women actually choose to become the pentagon using black magic to become as beautiful as possible also becoming one of the most god-awful supernatural creatures of existence these days Plastic surgery is probably preferred upon them. <laughs> no, so this one here is of a woman who detaches her head, okay. flies out, and sucks the blood of her victim. Blood. And that was from Malaysia.
0: All right. Let's see what part of the world can we go to now? All right. Here's this is an this is an old one. So this is going back thousands of years, right? So this one's called the Akimu. And generally speaking, it's a sudden burst of wind, and the ancient Mesopotamians would have disagreed about this. They believed that the Akimu, or evil wind gusts, is the souls of the dead who travel on the breeze and like to suck the life force out of victims. Now, according to the legend, you would become an Akimu if you died in battle, were murdered, were too young starved drowned or didn't respect the gods enough so basically you would become part of the wind army of the undead so you know they think this is just an ancient myth but then people lived in the area now think that it still exists today and these creatures roam the sewers and abandoned buildings in, um what's now, or what was Mesopotamia at the oh. time? I don't know what it would be now. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't know what country that would be, but <laughs> around that area.
1: So, this vampire not only has the best of names, but it's also one of the strangest looking. It is the Yaramaha. All
0: right, say that mm. five times fast.
1: <laughs> According to its legend, the Yaramaha. Looks like an unusually short man with red skin, a huge head, and strangely oversized mouth. (laughs) It doesn't have any teeth. Instead, it drains the victim's blood using suckers in its fingertips and toes. So after it eats the whole body, it ends up lurking in the trees like the one you described earlier. And leaping down on people who pass underneath. Like the classic vampire we know and love. This unfortunate victim rises again and becomes a yaramaha who themselves. Oh so that one there is a little short guy that jumps out of trees, and <laughs> devours its victims. But okay, it says it devours the victims whole. If it devours a whole victim, how does the t- people that it eats turns into vampires? I know,
0: I don't know. Maybe don't it's
1: understand a mythical, that one.
0: Mythical creature. Yeah, this one is is weird. Now, this one comes from Germany. So, um, you know, they're pretty progressive and modern and been, I would say, more modern than some of the countries, you know, like in fourteen, fifteen hundreds 1500s or whatever. But this one's called the Nuentote. And it's a very unpleasant brand of the undead. Um, it comes from Germany, and it doesn't get off on drinking blood. Instead, it likes to spread death in the form of deadly disease. So the name translates killer of nine. And the Germans believe that it took a dead body nine days to turn into one of these uh, vile creatures. The appearance um, was like super gross. It was coated in head to toe and open wounds, seeping, pus-filled sores. Mm. And, um, you know, not quite like our modern sexy vampires that we have now. But yeah, so who knows like some of these lures could have been like people who had like maybe Legionnaires disease or smallpox or smallpox something or like that. You know, something that leprosy, leprosy. I was, that's what I was thinking. It's funny because, um, took my mom to church for Thanksgiving and, uh, they did the story about how Jesus cured some of these lepers and you know, how the priest was kind of telling about how, horrific leprosy yeah. was back in the day. I mean, literally your flesh rots and parts of your bodies fall off and your nose falls off. And, <laughs> and um, you know, it's just, oh, thank God we live in the modern days <laughs> we do now with modern medicines and things, although it's not that great with, with COVID and all that crap. Okay, I'll give you one more, and then if okay. you've got one more after that.
1: I have one more, oh. but I think it's one that you talked about, so we'll, I'll mention it.
0: Okay. So this one is called the Sema and it's um, different because it's more of like a demonic creature. So it said when the sun goes down, this creature sheds human skin and becomes a sinister blue ball of light.
1: Okay, yeah, sort of like the fireball yeah. that I talked about earlier.
0: Yeah, same thing, sneaks into people's houses. So it basically there's some ways to ward this one off. You can't use garlic, right? That doesn't work. But what you can use... Is any seeds, seeds, right? S E E D S seeds, and nails freaks it out, and that's what repels it of all things. Okay,
1: nails, Uh, as in hammer nails, or okay.
0: (laughs) Don't know why, but okay.
1: This one here is the Kala Kanzura. According to Greek legend, any children born between Christmas and the Twelfth Night were at risk for becoming the dreaded. The Calicozoars, I believe I'm saying it that way. Sure.
2: <laughs> Why
0: not?
1: <laughs> if the child was born between those di- the times of Christmas and the 12th night, they were designed to become one of the undead. The magic creatures with long, talon-like fingernails who grabbed their victims and ripped them to shreds. This belief was so enriched in Greek culture that many parents used to take extreme measures to avoid having children during those times. The solution to the problem was to dangle a newborn baby over a fire until its toenails were singed. Hopefully not too many toes were burnt in the process. Oh my so,
0: god, people. <laughs> if you have a
1: baby born between Christmas and the 12th night, you can cure them of this of becoming this vampire. By hanging their bodies over fire until their ta- toenails burn off.
0: <laughs> Good grief!
1: Those are some weird ones. It was hard for me to read some of them so because of the many words and that.
0: superstitious yeah. things that modern or I want to say ancient modern, ancient humans <laughs> believed in. So, cuckoo.
1: but like we said earlier, that I found during doing some of this research that there are a lot of vampires. In modern time. And a lot of them are kids that dress up like vampires and they say they are. But there is a true subculture of people that drink blood.
0: Um, That's not healthy people.
1: No. Um,
0: it' gross.
1: The guy that was on YouTube from New Orleans mm-hmm. said that he can't go five days without drinking someone's blood. So he has people come to his house and allow him to suck their blood. And what he does, uh, the one yeah. on the video showed him poking someone's back and then sucking the blood out. Ew! And he says that he can tell if the person's going to be sick, if their iron levels are down, stuff like that.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So yeah, it's a it's it's a subculture that we don't hear about, and it's back in the sh- in the shadows, as they say.
2: <laughs> Which, by the okay. way, if you've
1: seen, have you seen the movie What We Do in Shadows? yes
0: oh my god so funny
1: that was one of the best movies i've ever seen (laughs) now they have a series out on it but i haven't seen the series yet Uh but oh my god it was great it was so funny if you guys have not seen that movie go up on amazon i think you have to pay for it now
0: yeah that's probably like
1: two bucks but yeah look for the movie itself not the series but the movie what we do in shadows you'll love it
0: so funny what's your favorite vampire movie joe besides that uh, well one. i used
1: to watch true blood yeah i watched that series for the two years that it started mm-hmm. and i guess it's still going i don't know
0: mm, i don't think so i think it ended okay but it's funny because i watched it too and then the very end show you had to pay for something oh really and I, I i didn't pay for it because it was like at the time i think it was broken i couldn't see it so i don't know what happened <laughs> oh man you know, my character in my book, he's a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I often think about revisiting that character because, yeah. you know, like I really enjoyed writing his character. He's, you know, just fun. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, okay. I just totally blanked out. <laughs> but that's a, You know, that happens when you're broadcasting.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. We brought you some few, uh, some different vampires. I I found the story interesting about the New England vampire scare. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. We haven't talked about vampires in a long time. We kind of talked about the Black Eyed Children, which we thought were maybe soul vampires.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it, just on a side note, remember we went and visited the eerie vampire crypt? Yeah. I was doing some re- some research. There's another vampire Vampire crypt, and I couldn't remember where it's at, but I'll I'm gonna find it, find it and I'll go. send it to you because that, that that was really it was really I was like, oh wow, there's. that was
1: interesting. If you guys haven't heard about that, I'll I'll make this short, but um,
0: yeah, go back and listen to our show.
1: Yeah, it's um,
0: it's episode nineteen, but I'm not sure. Oh really?
1: That far back? I know, right? We need to revisit that. <laughs> I know. But basically, in Erie, Pennsylvania, there is a crypt that is burnt, and there's legends that it's a vampire crypt, and there's been a lot of people injured by messing with it. Like one boy actually went in and ripped the ring finger off of the, one of the people that are in there. He ended up getting killed Dang. and his finger was ripped off. There was another case of a boy that was taunting the gray, the, the, um, crypt. And they say that he jumped off the roof of it, but we were there, mm-hmm. not when it happened, but we were there And they said if he fell in the road, well, the road is like 20 feet in front of it. So he would have had to jump 20 feet straight out and then down.
0: It was episode 44. My my bad. I had to correct myself. (laughs) Yeah, that, that place was very interesting.
1: Yeah, so go back and listen to that episode.
0: But if you guys know of any like local vampire legends in your area, put it on our Facebook page. We want to hear about it. Yeah.
1: And with that, we want to say also, please get up there. We have t-shirts on sale on our website, www.222paranormal.com. And uh, I also want to plug my new Facebook page. The Year of Profit is yes. up there. It's, or I'm going to launch the podcast in a little bit, but first I want to get a big following on Facebook, and then I'm going to launch the podcast. Yep, so stay tuned. It's The Year of Profit, uh, helping you body, mind, and wallet. Awesome. And if you need any help with anything, give me or Jen a email. Send us an email. And if you need help with anything, we are life coaches. I'm a life coach and financial coach, and Jen's a life coach. So if you have anything you want to talk to us about, yes. hit us up. We'll do a 20-minute consultation with you to see if it's good for you. And we'll go from there. But anyhow, thanks a lot for listening. We're going to leave you with some Dead in 5. In honor of today, Black Friday holiday. Goodbye, everyone. Bye,
0: everybody.